Hello and welcome to Western North Carolina Original Music, episode Catorce. I did learn to speak Spanish from Bono. It's the poetry episode, the episode you've been waiting for, especially if you're one of the poets that I recorded several weeks ago. This week's episode comes to you courtesy of Trade and Lore Coffee in downtown Asheville. It's a really nice place with some of the friendliest people there you'll ever meet, both uh, employees and patrons. The ones I met, anyway. We have several pieces for you tonight. I'm going to let the host of the event announce everyone. The host is Alan Robinson, a very well-respected poet in Asheville and throughout the country. And he will be hosting a similar event this Saturday at Trade and Lore. So uh, go to that if you can. Alan actually is going to be the first featured poet on this episode. And I want to mention you're also going to hear uh, cello work by Nicholas Brower, a very talented cellist. And he's also going to do a poem later. And you're going to hear him on uh, quite a few people's works playing in the background and kind of complimenting their sound. Okay, let's get started. And I'm going to open with a poem entitled The Lost Soul. The Lost Soul. Today is the first day of our life. We have crossed the streams of a forgotten past. The skeleton of angels are at lower depths. The sea of your dreams. Our life begins now. We see destiny in the mirrors of a lost soul. Music has reached the outer sphere. We are spellbound by the stars, spider's web of iniquity. I loved you all more than you will ever know. As we shed our skin from past lives, the illumination of a lost dream is painted into the horizon of forgotten memories. Our life begins today. We will cross paths with like souls. We will have a new deep connection with our spiritual center. The albatross is sending vibrations to the inner depths of our mind. We are torn between two roads that diverge in a purple haze. The dichotomy of life's inner chamber throbs deep in the heart of wasted time. You have entered a new zone where love will permeate your heart, the sphere of the natural kingdom, a kingdom so pure that it stands on the mountain top, Himalayas glistening against the sunburned horizon as we approach the Kentucky horse farms in the distance, we sense our destiny and all living creatures that endure pain, the trauma, the loss. We will overcome. We will begin anew. The more perfect self 
has evolved from the cocoon of life's womb. You are the star-merit silence of the golden era. You are filled with the spirit of the roaring twenties. You are the new Lion King, the Leo of perception, the Leo of charisma, the Leo of poise. Your magnetism draws a million souls to a quiet destiny of lost dreams, dramatic content of a nightmare. The lion in you roars. You have conquered the new kingdom. As your day begins, you are a new you. You have left the pain and anguish of past relationships in the stormy sea where the tides ebb and flow. Loses the depth of the past. As you regain consciousness, the value of this new day glistens in your mind your revelation of kindred souls. You are the most spiritual, divine human on the planet. Your new day begins. This is the moment. This is the meaning glancing towards the new soul connection. This is the new higher plateau. You have overcome tragedy. You now can begin to live. A mesmerizing mirage of dreams has reached deep in your soul. The tsunami of volcanic dreams leads you to a new horizon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The next poet I'm introducing to the stage um, always gives her whole heart and soul and her life experiences. She's performed with the Live Poets Society at the Block, at the Noble Kava. She's also performed uh, Jack of the Wood Pub. Um, she's an amazing poet, yes. And I welcome Abby Young to the stage. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for uh, being here and sharing in poetry and like absorbing different things and emotions. And like Justin just took me on a roller coaster. <laughs> it was great. Thank you. So here goes my roller coaster, I suppose. Um, so the first one is called my um, Ode to the Person That Reported My Nude Instagram Picture of My Friends and Me. So here's that one. Um, I was with Hannah and <laughs> one of our other good friends. And yeah, we posted a nude picture and it got reported because that's what happens on Instagram. So I should have known. But here's my response to that. Ode to the person who reported my nude Instagram picture of my friends and me. Here's to you. When you stumbled upon that bare-ass naked picture, you might have been thinking, oh, wow, those are some boobs. Or maybe you prefer to use the term breasts and said, oh, wow, those are some breasts, and the internet is no place for your bare breasts. And then you hit the report button. What you probably were not thinking was, wow, these women were taught to hate themselves. They were taught to compare their bodies to each other. It is a wonder they even feel comfortable enough taking a sock off around each other. You probably were not thinking about how I grew a female body 
A body riddled with messages about how to be beautiful. A riddle not meant to be answered in a society that profits from our insecurities. A body like a Rubik's Cube trying to be put back together. A puzzle pulled apart. Parts of me sold separately in a society that manufactures our insecurities. Slaps them with a price tag and then sets them on a shelf. Like here. Make your cheekbones higher, lashes longer, lips fuller, stomach smaller, like maybe then they'll like you. Like your character even matters anyway. Like here, pay $19.99 to cover up the parts of you that you were taught to hate about yourself. While we Photoshop thighs as if to say it's not normal for a human body to have cellulite, airbrush stomachs, erase stretch marks as if to say it is not an injustice to boil the body down to its physical appearance. I don't think you understand that for so long I tried to Photoshop worthy over top of everything that I did, sucked my stomach in, ate water for dinner, wore sweaters for years to not expose my breasts so that I would never be confused for asking for it. To me, double D's is just an acronym for damn dude. These things really weigh on me. When you hit that report button, you might have been thinking, ha ha, titties. You probably were not thinking that the same body I was taught to be so ashamed of was the same one I also learned 101 ways how not to be assaulted with the way my body looks. When I was nine, I was told that I was no longer allowed to take my shirt off around the boys because my nipples were now asking for it. 24 years of inhabiting a body, my nipples have never once asked a single question. From a very early age, I have been made brutally aware of the kind of body I am inhabiting. Pray that I could exchange my breasts for pecs as a defense mechanism, but instead I was armed with an arsenal of look-downs, cover-up-peers, don't-walk-alones. I don't think you know that 10 years prior, we were writing lists of the things we hate about ourselves while staring in a mirror. Seven years prior, I would turn the lights off before going into the shower so I would not have to see my own body naked. Three years prior, we confused pretty for starving. Sounded like a growling stomach. Sold the idea that a woman needs to make herself smaller. So I made myself smaller and smaller and smaller until I finally disappeared inside of myself. The irony of this whole thing is, is that I used to report my pictures that my friends tagged me in on the internet because I was so offended by my own body. Frankly, I cannot care what you think about it. Find me when there was a report button for being unkind to yourself. Do not talk to me about a group of women unlearning the ways we've been taught to hate ourselves and relearning the language of loving ourselves. Mm. Mm. And now I want to introduce um, Nicholas Brower, who's going to share some of his poems with us. And then I'll be back to introduce our other feature poets. Okay, thank you so much. So I'm happy to be here. Um, thanks, um, Alan, for inviting me to perform. Uh, I've been writing poetry for not very long. But I've always, I always just do it in my free time for just for me. But I've never performed for anybody, so this is like a new experience for me, and I'm excited. So, okay. All right, this poem is kind of. Uh, I have this picture of a lizard man who's he was a villain in Spider-Man, and I drew a picture of him. And I was like looking at him in my room while writing this, and it like 
I guess I guess I was like relating to him a little bit. <laughs> all right. So, all right. My eyes feel like they've been rolling around in front of a fan. I pick at my lip and use my wrist to slap my hand down against my thigh, grip it like a football, and ex exit right reality into a pinball machine of irrational, silent howls at the moon and the sun. My volcanic feelings have been really unaddressed. I sputter to the worst in people because there's something inside fighting for a release. Yeah, a girl keeps me lovingly preoccupied and coddled into a state of blissful imaginary valleys, living in between my ears until I kiss her goodbye at eight in the morning. To step foot into a chaotic and reptilian afterlife, everyone is calling Tuesday. I looked over at my Spider-Man villain drawing of the lizard man, still in his clothes, ready to pounce and turning light blue, and I empathize with it and feel myself wearing those scales, standing in a red haze of regret, standing on a red stage of female lips. Every, every reaction is clawing at my clothes. Yeah, that's that one. Thanks. Yeah. yeah, a lot of these aren't quite finished. I'm like working on them still, but I just given giving them a shot. Um, so this one was written like like a day ago. I think it was written uh, when was it? like two days ago. Um, so it's really new, but it was just really stream of consciousness. Just kind of came out one late night, like really fast. Written like like 10 minutes probably, but I really like it. Um, um, all right. Lost on the interstate, maple and oak sway back, some serving as doors or as firewood, giving warmth and light to the music being played around it. The blades of grass grow tall and scurry in the moving gusts of air. A long sigh turns into a deep sob. The energy beneath the face can go undetected. Under a cover, or as blinds shelving the impending night. A cast that loves its broken arm and the shoelaces below are dragging against the dirt, singing and dancing with the soil. Airplane engines ripple the clouds as an insect zips towards the drifting log. Her silky brown hair drapes below glasses that light up every tooth, saddled by her lips, which glisten against the twinkles of her silver necklace. Translating an overhead light, they look in and look out as light comes in and flushes out, hopeless in, the, in resistance of the threads of forever, of tomorrow and yesterday. The diamonds of conversation caress the burning coals of a locomotive, running circles around the volcano, anchoring all of our hearts. She says to me, all right, I'll see you later as I tap the surface of a lake, swimming with experiences, knowledge, happiness, and sadness, embrace my right hand with my left against an absent umbilical cord in dusty recognition that the plates are not quite dry in the back, not forgetting, too, that the plantains do not get riper by sitting in the fridge, and that tremblings are really refreshing. My love and my expression and my eyes are frozen as the clock halts at the 10. 
The memory is cabinetized in a kitchen full of sand as the world flips around to shake the tiny rocks, the tiny tears of a fearful heart, hardened by the patterns and puzzles of the lines that I push between. Spinning a basketball on my middle finger, a simple shadow I lean against inside of an hourglass in circular opening and closing of a cabinet. The shadow that kisses the light is the person I'm trying to learn from. to have in the house the next featured poet. He's been a part of the Poetry Cabaret for many years. He's a published poet. He's been a part of the Poetry Jam in Washington, D.C. He's performed in many cities. Um, I'm really excited to have him here. And I welcome to the stage Justin Blackburn. Let's give a big applause for Justin. Thank you. Uh, this first poem is called, You Are Not a Normal Human Being. <clears throat> you are not a normal human being. I know you. You know you. You have beautiful dreams you are fulfilling. You wake up every day on the ceiling and inspire your desires to radiate your feelings. You are not afraid to be yourself despite anyone else. You know who you are. You are not a normal human being. You are not the cheesy, cliche character in the corner of the bar telling horror stories about how marriage is a dead, dark, dishcloth cemetery. You can get married, love your spouse forever, and still be free. You can get a job, make lots of money, and not be a selfish, egotistical prick. No matter what happens to you, you can be happy. You are here to remember, not forget. You are not a normal human being. You do not suffer from the chaos of your own delusions. You are not ruled by the desolate confusion of other people's illusions. You are not brainwashed by the mediocre mass media. You are the real, heartfelt, bloody, soul-filled essence of life. You are not a walking, talking, robotic encyclopedia. You are a tender, burning, gentle, loving light. You are not a television set glued to a graveyard. You transcend middle America like a dark sky overflowing with bright stars. You are not a normal human being. You did not come to planet Earth to work for green paper and die. You came to satisfy your soul to search yourself whole, to serve this beautiful world, you came to feel the joy of why. You are not a normal human being. You do not sit around all day gossiping the gospel from one tragic play to the next. You do not live your life for the sake of regret. You do not put your fellow brothers and sisters down. You do not waste your time. Your voice is a gentle, relaxing, 
indigo sound that enhances the space within everyone's mind. You are not a normal human being. You are not afraid of your creator. You are not going to die and spontaneously begin an eternal burning. You are not waiting on a savior. You are here now and you are aware and you are learning. You condemn no one to hell. Instead, you invite everyone into heaven. You understand and you are understood. You forgive and you are forgiven. You are not a normal human being. You touch angels. You scare demons. You inspire the sun. You have no one to blame. You are not a normal human being. Why? Because there's no such thing as one. I think I had a better ending for it. You know Sweet Home Alabama? All right, this is called, um, you can just keep playing. I want to follow you. This is called How to Transcend the Human Struggle. That's really great. How to Transcend the Human Struggle. Don't be a dick. If someone is a dick to you, don't be a bitch about it. I'm not talking about a woman. Don't get too pissed reading, in, uh, reading into other people's bullshit. If you expect an idiot to not be an idiot, who's the idiot? Instead of talking so much goddamn shit, clean your own asshole. It'll stink, but the quicker you do it, the less time you'll spend walking around in shit, the more time you'll spend in emotional control. The voice saying you're not good enough is a liar. Call it out. Tell it to fuck off. Set it on fire. The voice telling you to meditate is worth listening to. That's great. Thank you. I'm not trying to be rude to you either. I'm sorry. You know what to do. You know you know what to do. The Bible is a roadmap to a cul-de-sac in Georgia. Learn from your own heart. Create your own art. Be your own fortune. Your father gave his dreams to you. You're awake now. Your mother did her best. You are not the judge, but the evidence. If you blame them for the pain, take the gift the pain gave you. Give them that blame too. The outside world is a symbol for what's happening within you. Your life changes when you change what you give your belief to, meaning your thoughts create your reality. Know it so powerfully you make your horoscope tremble. 
You are 99.999999% soul. An ocean inside a thimble. While suffering feels like a really big deal, it's just a part of your human self your soul has yet to assemble. I'm not trying to invalidate anybody with that line, just so you know. This is just me saying shit. Life is bound to blow your mind. That's how the universe expands. Be so thankful to be so frustrated you smile and yell, God damn! It's so fucking simple. That's why it seems so complicated. So relax, nothing is ever fucked. Even death is a second chance. If you're scared, dance or take a nap. Do what you feel, feel what you do. If you don't know how, pet a cat. If you don't know what to do, don't do that. Change is hard, not changing way harder. The story is always the author. The garden is only the gardener. Don't separate yourself from your own genius. A heart beats for you like it did Jesus. When things aren't going your way, ask yourself, what are you believing? Our dreams have their own DNA. Our dreams desire us to bring them into being. Most importantly, don't let people fool you. All they want is love. Don't fool yourself. All you want is love too. Your only mission is to figure out what the fuck love is and embody it. So how do you transcend the human struggle? You can't. So stop trying to. Appreciate it. Enjoy it. Destroy it. Let it love you. More poetry in a few minutes. Uh, I want to mention a few things. First is I've uh, got a lot of really good material here from this night. Um, so I'm going to have two episodes. I'm going to have a short episode and a long episode. And I'm not going to make two announcements, so you'll decide by however long this episode you're listening to is, which it is. You'll figure it out. Uh, second is, uh, in the episode description, make sure to look for uh, links to all these guys' work. Uh, I think everyone has somewhere you can find them online. Uh, several of them are published poets, so look for them in your bookstores. And look for them uh, all around town. Look for them on social media and find out where they're going to be appearing next and go see them there. It'll be a fun time. Today's episode is brought to you by There's No Such Thing as Superfood. There is really no such thing as superfood. We'd know by now. People would be leaping tall buildings and there'd be billionaires based solely off their ability to read minds. So there's food that's really good for you, but there's nothing that's super or magic. Just like there's food that's bad for you, but there's nothing that's evil or deadly. I mean, there's poison, but we'll talk about that later. So, no such thing as superfood. Come on, you kind of already knew. Hi, this is Christy Lapidus, and you are listening to Western North Carolina Original Music Special Poetry Episode. Um, the next poetess that I'm calling to the stage has been involved with um, Noble Kava and performing there and with the Poetry Cabaret and many festivals. Um, she's also a published poet and I welcome her to the stage, Trash Chameleon. Let's give a big hand for Trash. Thank you so much. Thank you. 
Also, I took my shoes off. I was inspired by your bare feet, Abby. So thanks for that, too. Um, I think I'm just going to read through all of these. So if you just want to listen, they're all pretty short, but um, you can probably tell where some of them drop off or like a new one starts. But it's all kind of like chaotic in my brain anyways. So I'm just going to go with it. And um, it's, it's more just an open dialogue with myself um, my writing process and how I'm coping with that. And being vulnerable, like, has become such a, like, the concept continues to grow. So I'm very, I'm very much, like, in that process of, like, opening up again because I tend to, like, put on a hard shell and then, like, forget that the most important part of being human is connecting and sharing yourself and doing this kind of thing. So, thank you. Mother of burning heartache, crying by communes of tea or caution or budding growth, steeping in the isolation I fawned on myself. Affection, affecting others. Fear should not be the cornerstone by which we choose Love outweighs, still distrust brewing my brimming being, fighting all patterns in a struggle for, for spawning balance. Rewrite, rewrite and switch and see the edges taking everything personally, justifying correlation, connection, the roads of wet pavement. I am a leather-bound writer, more full than Thoreau of consolation prizes. And the summer is the pending stone of illusionary imbalance crusting every inch of skin, dead or alive. But we can soften the sun-kissed with wishes and luck. How did I derail myself as such an outsider on callous bare feet, cynical rests with fits of positivity? Bukowski knew this in his second-story apartment while the walls caved in, but he met fame in such auspicion, gathering metaphorical trees for nooses. Is it a blessing to be so dark and further guided on a path of self-resistance, crying self-love in an open tent? Much of what has come to me has been quilted in recognition of how to be less selfish and how to love thyself. Oh, woe is me, says the dear Ophelia, breaking her back to toil to comfort unabridged love. Confusion, miscommunication, the art of war, the war of art. My age is waning, it feels, but buckets of youth pour down upon me. It is my second birthday, a cycle of rain. Meet me in the iron trees, hole and fence, body of worm. Kiss me and remind me you are here to remember my truth in holy detail. Saving the world and bridging in capabilities on the softer arrival of hope. Bones weigh more than cartography. Picking the scab from a swollen feature justifies nothing excruciating, just compulsion winning again. Lifting the life from the living. Inebriated self-declared guru claims that eye contact is a wave that speaks powerless, sour, and graveling. Disgust, disappointment. How far can you leave the truth behind, budding by building and shadowing the worth of Mesozoic prophets? Maybe warming closer by the scale of the wrecks, bumping the split of the chest, unknowing the whole story, peeking at the root with a bone fractured inside a worm, tail of growth, direction, ombre splits of projected delight, to be causing pain of the other, burning holes in your clothing until the char supersedes the fabric and you are cold. It was nothing compared to your adjustment on the brink of expulsion, bleeding rust, one night you came to my house where you were in this mud I was running from, 
some dream from another dream into pathways that brim the edge of mares and dust. There you were, full of hope, and I had distrust pounding through my chest. Now I see the whims take the speed of highway bridges on a spun earth and its careless respite invading your home. My spool calls out for thumbs, and it's hardly the fault of affection to bleed into us, sensitive, spliced pairs. Protection is deeper motive than any sullen, selfish breeze for the good of heart and stone. I've been tunneling inside the, ideal of your, the idea of your souls, what brought you to this day, what aged you in pause or phonics, what guided your beams to skip naked in the sea of moon, rooting for so many lost webs by Venus and topography. But the grape takes the mouth by surprise, sometimes as unwilling raisins miraged in summer light. How does this vessel communicate its bony magic and safety, trust, truth, and present waves? If only an answer were as simple as a root and not just a pile of dust. Crowding the surface to insolence, buttered be wise in the caves of non-existence. If to be wide-eyed in the throes of the light beam, a center of rectification blesses the dust that you are, exerting out of the fourth dimensional poetry, wiping crumbs off the couch is healing, pressing your thumb on the stone of truth is healing, wiping your sweat from your chin, healing after all. If the summer gifts me swollen buds of iris rays, I will sow contentment in every angle, stained by my work and memory. Sometimes the past is soggy, drenched in pouring refrain, meandering as flooded river, pulling some growth underneath. Sometimes it is soaked as the sun in porous skin, vitamizing efficient destiny, pushing the organs to reread their purpose. Strangers test your vulnerability and mistake to know their intentionless handles of storms they reprieve. Viable, anger is a mesh, netting covering deep intangible sadness. Losing over and over again challenges revivable chance. We ache in isolation, but when we find each other, relatable grain, our deepest holes lacking closure, turn the empty space into tiny sacred lakes. What you feel and what you burn are much different. Nude photographs in the cavern of technologic archives gather binary dust as the nitrates of speech become sour, dedicated addictions with no often reveal. Is the crumb that piles nightmares on a Thursday night any human will tell you a different story masked with the same theme, dripping conscious, unconscious help me's in and out of their legibility. Some look to ripen validation, eat it straight out of the book, plump to rotten, to bridging fruit fly anomaly. See with eyes of compassion. See yourself with eyes of compassion. 688 poems and not even the crux of all. It's similar to a stab in the back of never faded glory. But the choice is in the perspective of holy eye sockets letting the light shine through, flesh red. Complications heighten amphibian motives, breathing the liquefied dissatisfaction, trying to make better air. Possibility, it wades in seclusion. You must treat inspiration as a god, preparing yourself for fingerless war. Any tool is a mighty tool in the sands of fleeting. Mossy breasts of nude life, shifting the perception of binded excrement. Poop is a native language we all speak. The birds and amoeba, the elk and fish all lays waste and sometimes is the medicine for another fruit. Thank you. So the next poet is um, Andrew Freeman, who I've had experience with at The Block, and Noble Kava. He's a, very, a poet of great depth. I welcome him to the stage to share his poetry with you. 
Thank you, Andrew, for coming. Thank you so much. Uh, this first poem is called Sonnet of Sound. Ready? Yeah. Cool. Go for it. Do you want to start first? With ardent eyes, her reflection is fair. She stands at a distance, knowing herself. An ephemeral glance, not a grim stare, saving her smile for somebody else, who sees in her soul without a faint glare that can take a cold heart and make it melt. It's beat down the drain, all she is aware. Reflection obscured, what she never felt. Her feet felt like seeds, levity like air. Arms turned to wings, hands not thereafter held. Her dreams subsumed by a love she could bear, and words turned to songs so she could not tell. She did not know in melodies rejoice, at all latitudes we find our own voice. My next featured poet um, came all the way from Michigan to be here tonight, so I'm really, really honored with that. Um, she is part of the Live Poets Society and has performed in many venues. I welcome Haley Gladden to the stage. Thank you so much for coming so far today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, I live in Asheville now, but I did just make a trip up to Michigan and I got back like two hours ago, three hours ago. All right, this first one is titled, The Anti-Laughers. Why must we be the ones laughing in this ridiculous fucking setting? We are the anti-laughers. While everyone else continue to be so easily amused by the inconsequential, the trivial jokes being told or played out, we direct our eyes on each other and feel just how strange the public is. But we're together, we are the same in some ways. The urge is burning my flesh to learn you, and I think you feel it too, and that's right, I am melting. Maybe one day all this mush will grow into a rose. For now, here I am, trying to turn words into a poem. Artistic license, and maybe in part it'll be understood. It's all quite the predicament. My body is now feeble, too stressed or confused to feel comfortable. Fearful of the nighttime, where juvenile actions are often high, rising, but your bed is so damn cozy. Such a situation has become sadly humorous. I want us all cageless. We deserve free flight. The anti-laughers, we laugh together and it all feels all right. But I want to welcome another poetess to the stage who I've had experience hearing at the block. And she's wonderful, and she shares her poetry with such heartfelt, natural um, emotion. Rachel, if you'd come to the stage, please. I welcome you. Um, and so honored to have you here tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you. OK. Um, first one I'm going to do is called I Love My Name. Have I ever told you how much I love my name? From a time when my feelings existed without explanation? Before coalescing into my truth, it existed as a tiny sound, whispered for a lifetime in the depth of my dreams. Have I ever told you how much I love my name? 
Now fully grown, it stands resolute in the face of resistance, no longer willing to be kept silent by fears real or imagined. It rises slowly at first, finally escaping as the full-throated declaration of my being. I must have told you how much I love my name. It's a joyful sound to my ears, breaking free and bursting forth into the world. It rolls from my tongue without an instant's hesitation, a sweet sensation sweeping across the lips fixed in a satisfied smile. Have I ever told you how much I love my name? As my hand hovers momentarily suspended above the page, my imagination traces the letters in the air. As fingers absent-mindedly absent caress the pen, my gaze is drawn to the line on the bottom. In language, direct and simple, it states, sign here. But silently, it also asks profoundly, who are you? I reply, I am Rachel. And while I have not always been Rachel to the world, I have always been Rachel where it mattered in my heart and soul. Marley, Marley, I welcome Marley to the stage. Thank you, thank you. So glad you didn't leave. So glad you didn't. Hello, hey, this is, um, I'll just do this one. It's probably the longest poem I've ever written, which is not that long. Bear with me, no. Um, but it's called Legacy and I hope you enjoy it. Um, I want to leave a legacy leave more than what will be left of me, rewrite the patterns, families, bad manners, neglecting how we've only learned to fray, to teach my daughters they don't belong to their fathers, no one can give you away, retrain a society that taught me what's inside of me wasn't good enough for the pearly gates, to tell my sons rage does not run in your blood, it's soft tears that will heal your pain. I want to leave a legacy and the cycles that were taught to me to never rewrite history. Teach us just how ugly we could be. Teach us that we are everything, that there is nothing that is not we. One organism on this pea, a speck of light in the cosmic sea. And when we take more than we need, we bite our nails until we bleed. I want to leave a legacy, something stronger than a memory, something deeper than in stone. Remind the dreamers they're not asleep. It's the livers that are the sheep, fitting into common sense, never realizing they're in their pens. I want to leave a legacy, prove peace is not a fantasy. How we've been taught to hate ourselves is how we've learned to hate everyone else. I want to leave a legacy, untangle the lies rooted deep. Who taught us all that we weren't free, that someone is our enemy, that we could ever separate the love we give and the love we take. We've become the tail inside its snake. I want to leave a legacy for the dirt I know I'll surely be, for the dust my blood will turn when I no longer breathe, for the worms and roots I'll feed. I want to leave a legacy for the light I have inside of me, the light inside all things that will never change. It will only be elements reacting to their needs. That's all. <laughs> All right, that's the poetry episode. If you listened to the short version and you liked it, make sure to go and listen to the longer version. There's more poems, more stories, a lot more cursing, and the same low price. I want to say thanks again to Trade and Lore Coffee for hosting the event, Alan for being the master of ceremonies. 
I want to thank Nick for his musical accompaniment. He's a very talented cellist and um, guitarist. I want to thank all the poets who participated. Make sure to click on their links uh, in the descriptions and go and read their stuff and listen to their stuff in some cases. Uh, and don't forget to sign up on iTunes and like and follow on Facebook and uh, Instagram's coming soon. Uh, probably not Twitter because of politics. Don't forget there's another poetry night this Saturday at Trade and Lore. So uh, go there. There's plenty of room. It's easy to get to. It's actually a lot of parking right next door in the big parking facility. All right, that's it for now. Have a good week. See you next time. Thank you, Ron. We feel uh, very honored to have you here tonight and uh, making a permanent record of our uh, potential debacle.